Welcome, everyone, to the third episode of Tales from Planet Customer Experience. My name is Brian Bruner. And I'm Deliana Pavlova. We're a couple of customer experience geeks who love sharing stories about customer experience. Today, we have a guest, uh, someone that I've known for her entire life. Uh, it's my daughter, Maritza. She goes by Mari. Uh, Mari, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Um, so like you said, my name's Mari. Um, Brian is my dad. <laughs> um, I am currently studying at BYU, and I am hoping to graduate at the end of this year with a psychology degree. Awesome. And for those who don't know, BYU is Brigham Young University in Provo, Utah, so she's far away from us right now. Um, how weird was it to call me Brian? That kind of was like word vomiting a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for being on, Mari. And uh, Mari and I have talked about uh, different customer experiences uh, over the last little while. Um, as we've mentioned in past uh, podcasts, Deliana and I had a uh, a, a podcast when we were uh, working together. And so I shared a few of those with Mari and, and we talked about some different uh, experiences that she's had. And she recently had uh, some experiences that I thought would be interesting to hear about. And so uh, Mari, why don't you tell us uh, first about your lovely restaurant experience? <laughs> yeah. So um, I hadn't, let, let me just give a little background. So I hadn't e eaten breakfast or no, I, I ate breakfast, I hadn't eaten lunch. And I had already, previ I previously waited at another restaurant for about 30 to 40 minutes. So I was already angry. <laughs> um, but then I go to this, this next restaurant um, to pick up food to bring home and I placed my order and there's only seating outside. So I sat outside and it was about 30 degrees and I didn't have a very thick jacket, and so I was just sitting in the cold. And 20 minutes passed, 25 minutes passed, and I just keep seeing them make more and more orders. And soon they had to start telling people that they ran out of noodles. Um, and that's like the big Which, thing that they sell. Yeah, sorry, I was um, just gonna say, and, and that's a that's a major part of their menu. It would be like going to KFC and, and being out of chicken or something like that, right? Exactly, exactly. Okay. And of course, it's a bunch of college kids working at this little dinky restaurant. And um, I could see that they had turned a couple people away because they had, didn't have noodles. And yet they were still making a ton of orders one after another. And this guy came up and he was like, I've been waiting here for 30 to 45 minutes. And I see you make all these orders. What the heck is going on? I ordered online. And they're like, well, we had 30 or 40 orders before you. And he was like, okay, whatever. And got really angry. And then he got his order and left. Meanwhile, I've been sitting outside now for 45 minutes in the freezing cold, watching them make order after order after order. And they call me up and they're like, hey, are, is your name Mari? And I was like, yeah. And I go up and they say, sorry, we're out of noodles. Oh and <laughs> I look at them and I'm like, are you kidding me? I just watched you go through so many other orders. And they and I said, okay, how, how long until you can get 
more noodles. And they're like, 20 minutes, which is what they told people 30 minutes ago. So at that point, I just asked for a refund because I was done. <laughs> and um, they ended up having to call their manager because they didn't know how to give a refund. Um, but they did give me two free drinks. They weren't the best, but <laughs> I took them. Um, and then I went home. And then the second part of the story is my husband went back and he tried to get it. Meanwhile, he came back 20 minutes after I had left. So the noodle should be done by then. Well, they then told him that it was going to take 30 more minutes. Oh, my goodness. So my husband kind of just yelled at them and was like, you need to do better. Left a bad review on Google. They actually reached out to him asking what was wrong. We were kind of hoping for a gift card or a free meal, but nothing happened. So we're not ever going to go back to that location ever again. But you got two free drinks, so. <laughs> Nasty drinks. Nasty and we drink. proceeded to pour down the sink because they were gross. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Have you been to this location before? Is that something you frequent and it's just an occasional bad experience? I, I, we don't go there very often, but like when my family is out here, we go there and we've been there multiple times and they're normally super fast, very efficient. It just, I don't know what was going on. I think they just kind of wanted to close early and didn't want to deal with more people. I mean, I, I will say, Deliana, I, I have been there um, both on location and uh, the takeout. I, I really like the food. I think it's, I think it's really good food, but um, the, the location itself is uh, convenient to campus. But as, as, as Mari said, you know, there's, there's no place to sit unless you're sitting outside, which of course it's cold in, in Utah this time of year. And, it's just not, it's, I mean, it's just not very well designed. It's not very well thought out. And, and clearly there's no parking <laughs> either. Yeah. There's no parking either. I mean, it's just, it's, it's one of those that I think they're just banking on the fact that they have good food. Right. But that's no excuse. Or did you have any questions, Deliana, or any comments? I was just going to say, so it sounds like this is a one-off bad experience that's driving you to completely move away from that um, restaurant in the future, right? Because they were providing consistently good food, good experience one time, and now you've decided you will no longer visit that location or that chain. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely love the food, and I'm, I'm probably going to go to different locations, but I'm, odds are not going to go to that location ever again. That's, you know, that's amazing to me. Uh, there, many years ago, many years ago, um, we were, we went to a pizza place uh, when we lived um, in Illinois and um, we waited for so long. Um, and, and anyway, it was just a terrible experience. And I've heard people rave about this place before, but we have, we've never been back. Um because I just can't bring myself to go back to a place that treated us so poorly. Um, but so it's interesting how one experience can make such a, a huge difference um, in, in what, you know, in your future plans. And when you think about that, that restaurant again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's also interesting because 
like you would think if something like that happened, you would be super apologetic and you just like, you know, try and not saying that they weren't because they definitely did apologize and they, you know, gave us the free drinks. But, you know, when, when my husband went back, he, there was one of the workers just sitting there eating noodles. And so it's like, they obviously don't (laughs) care. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that to me made the story that much worse. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, and, and Dillian and I have talked many times about there, there are a lot of um, metrics that show that when a company messes up and recovers well from that, people are actually more loyal to them than if they never messed mm-hmm. up in the first place. Right. And so we often joke that maybe we should mess up on purpose so that we can <laughs> fix it again. <laughs> but no, we don't want to do that. But um, that's what's so interesting. It, it, you know, it, what you described, Mari, can happen at, at any restaurant. And particularly, you know, this day and age, um, we know that restaurants are short staffed and, you know, COVID's really had an impact on, on everywhere. And so I'm, I'm hesitant to be overly critical but at the same time, it's it's how do you recover from that that really makes the difference. And offering you a couple of drinks that you ended up not even liking, as opposed to you know really doing something to to make it up to you, where you go, all right, I'll forgive that one bad experience and I'll give it a shot again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially in this yeah. day and age, right, when we have experiences with so many different businesses and we've seen so many different ways that. They delight customers, even to your point, right? You expected after the review that maybe they will uh, reach out to you or have some sort of, um, you know, uh, not to call it a reward, but some sort of compensation or something for your troubles and for the inconvenience, because you're used to seeing that from other companies, right? When something like this happens, like Brian said, service recovery is such a big thing. How you recover makes uh, a big impact especially when you have those experiences to compare to. And in your case, that was even more disappointing because they didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And I even currently work in customer service. And so I, and we are taught to, you know, do everything we can to make sure the customer is satisfied and that, you know, if something happens that they, that we can like, you know, show that we're doing our due diligence and like, trying to get them to come back because you know we want them back and if they have a bad experience do something else you know to to compensate with it but yeah yeah very true all right so let's shift gears a little bit because i know mari uh, so mari is as you already heard uh is married um that's how she got her husband um <laughs> and um she had a really interesting experience around the um so she got married right as COVID was was uh, hitting, and so uh, she had an interesting experience at the reception. Uh, what do you call it? A reception hall or a reception place or whatever? Venue. Venue. There you go. That's the word. So you want to <laughs> share that with us? Yeah. So um, my husband and I got married here in Utah, um, and right as we um, were talking about getting married, we had our reception um venue picked out and um, we just had to figure out a day and the ladies that own this um beautiful home um they were super understanding they helped me like they were like hey just pick a day and we'll like 
work around it. Like, we just want you to have this, this great reception. And they were super understanding. Well, then COVID hit and my husband and I just decided to just like get married one of the weekends so that we could move in together and, you know, start the lives together rather than having to quarantine away from each other. And so um, I called our, our venue and asked if we could get married there because it, they had such a beautiful backyard with um, this river going through it and a bridge and everything. And I was like, well, we're even willing to like, you know, pay a little bit extra. And she was like, oh, no, you can come get married here as long as you are going to have your reception here. Like no extra cost. You can come get married here. And I was like, holy cow, that is amazing. And not only that, but they set everything up so we could get civilly married. And we actually had them move the microphone and the like gazebo thing like two or three times because we weren't sure where we wanted them. And they just did it with a smile and they were so willing to help us out. Um, and then our reception was just beautiful. They went out and bought five different cake cutters so that I could have my options and they decorated everything and they made sure that it was all looking okay for me. And, you know, they just went above and beyond to make sure that it was a special day. They, you know, they cleaned everything quicker than they like were planning on just because they wanted us to come and all that they asked us for in return besides, you know, we actually paid for it, but, on top of that, for letting us getting get civilly married, there was just to send them pictures so that they could post them on their website. And my husband and I, after our reception, just thanked them a thousand times because they just were so amazing and so kind and just were like, okay, what about this? What about that? And they just, like I said, they just went above and beyond and were just so kind and so willing to help us out and give us the best day. And, and so just to clarify a couple of things. So you were not, you were planning on having a reception and then had to move that reception because of COVID, right? Yep. And then in addition to that, so first of all, they were accommodating and moving the reception. And then you wanted to have a small wedding ceremony because it was right in the middle of COVID. So we couldn't have a party or anything. There was like, I think eight people there or something like that. Um, no, there's not, not five, five people there, not, not counting yeah. those who are joining us on Facebook live, I suppose. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. so they, they were, so they were willing to give you another date for the reception. And then in addition, another day for the, for the wedding ceremony that allowed you to be able to do it in the same place. And then of course we had the, the reception later when, when, you know, some of the COVID restrictions had, had been lifted somewhat. Um, and, and, and part of me, you know, as, as we've talked about this, part of me thinks, okay, well, it was the middle of COVID. They didn't have anything going on. They were desperate to, to let anybody come in and, and do anything. But the truth is they could have easily charged for that and probably charged quite a bit for that. And they could have just mm -hmm. given you the bare minimum. And yet they didn't, they really did go above and beyond, right? That, that was, it was a, it was just, yeah. it was a wonderful experience. I agree. Yeah, to me, it just yeah. sounds like they clearly had the customer-centric mindset, right? Just like the little detail when you say they went out and bought five 
cake cutter so you can have your choice. (laughs) I mean, these are little details, right, Brian? Like you said, they can still provide exceptional service, but they were so customer centric to think of all those things. To me, that's the one thing I take away from the story. I think it's a great example of being customer centric. Yeah, I I agree. I I mean, it was such a, uh, I mean, just the feeling of, as, as it should be for a bride, right? But my feeling is that they treat all of their customers, whether it's a, you know, a, you know, an anniversary party or retirement party or whatever it is that they're thinking about the customer. And obviously, particularly when they're dealing with brides, they want to be able to make sure that they're, you know, that she's having a special day and all that. But, um, you know, they're, they were just the kind of people you could tell that that's just the way that they, uh, they always treat their customers. So if anybody's getting married in Utah, give, uh, Give us a, a, a shout and we'll <laughs> tell you where it was and <laughs> all the details about it. <laughs> and just one thing to add is it's not like they went like it's like the things that meant the most to me were like the little things that they did that they didn't have to do. Um, yeah. Like, you know, making sure that the tablecloth matched the colors that I wanted when like I feel like a lot of the things that we can do for customer service aren't really always these big, huge things. Like sometimes it's just being nice or doing these little things and it makes a world of difference in people's eyes. Right. Paying attention to the little details. I mean, that's really Mm -hmm. what expression a lot of times what uh, customer centric mindset expresses in, right. And paying attention, focusing on those little details. I think those are great examples. Thank you so much for sharing your stories and a little call out to our listeners. If you have any stories you would like to share with us, email us at planetcustomerexperience at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, Mari, anything else you want to add before we finish up here? I don't think so. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on. We appreciate it. Dilian, anything else you want to add? Not from me. I think those were a couple of great stories. Thanks, Mari, for being with us on episode three. Awesome. Well, we hope to have many other uh, amazing stories to share. So as Diliana said, reach out to us. And for all of our listeners, thank you for listening. Farewell and greetings from Planet Customer Experience.